0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Forrester's CX cast. Each week we speak with an analyst from the customer experience team about their research or discuss a customer experience topic in the news. Along with my co-host, analyst Diana Laer, my name is Sam Stern. You will hear both of our voices each week. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Forrester CX Cast. This week we are joined by our colleague Maxi Schmidt Subramanian. Hello Maxi.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: And as always this is Sam Stern joined by my co-host Diana Lawfer. And we want to talk to Maxi this week about her relatively new report, uh, Beyond Surveys: New Tools for More Effective Customer Experience Measurement and Maxi, uh, this report I think uh, not necessarily a surprise to us, but is getting a ton of readership, a lot of interest. So thank you for stopping by to talk to us about it uh, with our CXCast audience. Happy to. So um, I think the first obvious question suggested in your title, going beyond surveys, is, well, why? Why do companies need to go beyond surveys? Surveys have, have worked so well for us over the years, right, with CX measurement. So why go beyond?
1: Yeah, actually, um, when we did a recent study, 96% of companies say that they use some kind of multiple-choice structured survey question (laughs) in their feedback program. So, yeah, it's a big hit with companies. But why companies need to go beyond surveys kind of goes back to why we do this in the first place. Because surveys aren't a tool in themselves. They are a tool to measure customer experience, but measuring customer experience isn't like accounting or so, right? It's not about the numbers. (laughs) It's about actually improving things. Yes, and so finding issues earlier, I think, you know, you and I had discussed this earlier, finding issues early and resolving them quicker. And surveys don't actually necessarily help to do that, right? They, they, they help quantify perceptions, they monitor progress, they generate metrics, but I call this there's a dark side to surveys because they aren't actually able to capture insights from many customers, right? Often many interactions aren't, aren't covered in a survey they capture insights way too late, right? You've been thinking about backward-looking metrics for a while. Surveys create those. So those are some of the key problems why companies need to really think about beyond surveys and their measurement.
0: Great.
2: So if companies are thinking beyond surveys, what are the best options that are available to them that they have?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, there are, there are a few approaches. Funnily enough, one of the ones that, that I've been writing about is actually a survey, right? It's improving your surveys because there mm. are w- many ways now to modernize surveys to make them more conversational or um, field service in the moment with um, location data that helps you actually understand where a customer is. If they leave the store, you can field a survey. Um, or making, making service shorter, putting text fields in them that help. Conversationalize the, the the survey input, but that's just that's just survey hygiene, right? That's going to come anywhere, anyway. I think companies need to move beyond that, and there are some 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 things they can do. So the first is that they can try to to gather more insights with actually relying on surveys. So think about um, JetBlue measuring the experience of their fly-Fi, that's their Wi-Fi, <laughs> um, <laughs> with social media. They didn't have a chance to put a survey in place at the time when they. Um, came out with their flyfy, so they use social media to measure that. Or think about location analytics that help you understand where customers are moving, where the bottlenecks and, and breakdowns in an experience are. So there are ways that, that don't involve surveys.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting, too. I mean, if you think about Fly-Fi, um, my experience has been as a JetBlue flyer that it's not on every plane yet. I mean, maybe it soon will be, but so that's a way to capture sentiment in a qualitative way, right? If the survey, you need a certain amount of data to know what people think, um, but you're only going to be up in a you know, small subset of your, your planes or your retail locations, then just getting that sentiment through social media is maybe a better way uh, when, you know, than fielding a complex survey that you won't even get enough responses from anyway, right?
1: Yeah, and then, they, I mean, you could basically be up and running relatively quickly. It took them just a few months. So very, yeah. very cool, and they could, they could prove to their provider when, when the Wi-Fi wasn't working.
0: Although, I guess if you have Wi-Fi on planes, you can then start uh, fielding the surveys on the plane, right, while they're on there. But, <laughs> yes, yeah, I take yes, your point. You
1: but there are also other things that I think are even more interesting and that have to do with more data collection and advanced analytics. So, for example, there are companies that can help mine uh, calls, and they collect variables on the emotions the customer had, on what happened on the call, hmm. silences, transactions. And they use all this data to then understand, okay, what do the calls that get a good survey score or get a good experience score have in common? And what are those patterns? And now you can say, okay, maybe we only survey 10% of our customers, but we know for everybody else also what they're thinking because we're huh. looking at the data and we're using that, that pattern, so to speak, as a lens to yeah. understand that. And that's, that's what I think is really interesting. Yeah.
2: And then can you apply that in sort of a more forward-looking way? Yeah,
1: because you can do two things. You can identify customers that have not had a good experience, and, and you can reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Or you can um, just um, put another step in the experience that a customer would go through when they didn't have a good experience. So uh, EMC is actually doing that. They've built a predictive model on which customers haven't have st- still have problems after a service experience, and then now they close the loop with those customers. Oh, wow. Huge, huge impact on satisfaction.
0: That's amazing in the sense of of addressing the problem you identified, right? I mean, Diana, you were um, hitting at this with your question, but waiting till you get the survey back to know what the customer felt about it. By doing that sort of um, analysis to break down what a call is that will get a good survey response, you can then look at the attributes of that call and just act off of those. So if you have a bad experience, you don't have to wait for the customer to tell you. You can assume or, or, or make a really good guess that it was a bad experience and that they'll want you to close the loop.
1: Yeah, and That's you know, really what's, and you know what's also more, m- even more interesting is that, just imagine all those people in branches, in stores, in the contact center, and they're they're getting feedback from around ten calls, twenty calls a month. That's not very helpful in mm. actually improving. So now, if you have more data and you, you use those advanced analytics, you can give them feedback on every call. You can coach them on the things that they've done well, the things that they haven't done well. As opposed to telling them, you know, your overall satisfaction score is so-and-so, and and, um, here are some things that the customers uh, scored you low on. So it also gives you access to more interactions as a means of coaching better.
2: And it compensates for typical low survey response Mm -hmm. rates because now you're getting more data through this analytics, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly.
0: The idea, and you've written about this in the past, of survey fatigue, and as more and more companies take customer feedback seriously and get on the customer experience bandwagon, I mean, it's possible that um, building surveys is going to be, become even more difficult in terms of getting um, response counts that are reasonable or, or enough to actually have a good data set.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried looking into whether there's really a decline in response rates, and there are some indications that there is, others that you know don't really support that. But just if you look at yourself, the types of surveys that we get these days, especially longer structured surveys that ask you questions that you really have no clue how to answer, you don't remember what you felt or even what, what they're asking you, that's such a waste of time for for, for the customer and for the company, right? Yeah. And, and it, it, it fatigues you. It uh, makes you immune against other companies that want to survey you. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's, yeah, that sort of fatigue is a big issue.
2: Yeah, I feel like every time I stay in a hotel now, I get a, an email survey about my stay and at first, when this started happening, I was really excited, obviously working in the customer experience field. <laughs> I like to provide feedback. But now, I just I can't spend even the five minutes or ten minutes they want because I travel so much filling out the survey every time. Um, and I just feel like with all of these brands, it, it is becoming overwhelming.
1: Yeah, and I mean, there's, there is some research that we've done, um, uh, like Sam, you said some, some time ago about the survey fatigue. So there are the ways of, of um, getting people to take surveys and finish them. To get around that, but that also goes back to the um, to the thing that I mentioned earlier, modernizing surveys, right? We mm. don't I, – I do not want to score whether the person at the gate actually called me by name or not when I gave them my boarding pass. I couldn't care less, <laughs> right? That's something that I don't want to have to – won't have to evaluate i don't want to score british areas on 100 questions that all sound the same to me i want to have a a common field where i can say something if i want to right ideally even a speech comment where they where i can leave Mm. whatever comment i want to leave very easily they can see how i was uh, feeling because they can track my emotions and they can analyze that and that's that's what i think feedback will be in the future right it's more about about insights that aren't just backward looking but that are Ongoing insights and insights that are much easier for the customer to give.
0: So, voice analytics of potentially customer verbal feedback. Any other sort of predictions for the future uh, beyond surveys?
1: Yeah, I mean that's one of them. I was when I when I did this research, I was really looking into whether any brands are already doing in-app surveys. So imagine uh-huh. that you're, for example, in a, in a baseball f- park, right? You already have an app from Major League Baseball that shows you where the where the stadium seats are, where the uh, concession stands are, where the restrooms are. But I couldn't find any examples of actually t- triggering surveys location-based. So, for example, when you, when they know that you leave the restroom, to ask you how clean they were. Right? Hmm. So that's something that I think is going to come. And especially brands that have already developed apps that are super valuable to the customer are actually going to be very successful with that because those customers download the apps. As opposed to you know some of those panel apps that we see happening, so I mean back to that. So I think the cost, the, the the companies that have those valuable apps are going to be successful in doing that.
0: Right, because they've already got an app that engages the customer, provides value. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of another you know way of interacting with them and something that they use yes. regularly.
2: Yeah, and um, like Target. When you use their app in-store, they'll provide you the map of the store that you're in. But I remember using their app to try to locate Kleenex in a particular Target store, and it wasn't in the aisle that was um, that the app said. So I would have been more than happy to provide that feedback right then and there. Um, but, of course, that wasn't an option. So So if brands enabled that, that would be a great source of feedback for them, and the customer would probably be more than willing to provide it in the moment.
1: Yeah, and just think about the possibilities. You are on a mobile phone <laughs> in the moment when you have the problem. You have a microphone in that mobile phone. You could just say whatever it is that you want to say to a brand, to a company, yeah. and, and and they can mine that data because that, that technology is available right now.
0: It is. In fact, um, my town um, has a similar functionality where they have a mobile app and I think this is more than just uh, Cambridge, but you can uh, report a pothole, or an unshoveled sidewalk, or a, um, a bike that has been, you know, tied to a um, a post for too long, and it uses your location to log where um, where you're making the report from, and then they. You know, and Maxi, we've talked about this in our research, and you've talked about this in a lot of your research, but the, the feedback loop, they will send you an alert when the problem has been fixed and addressed, and it uses your location, it, it makes it really easy to do it on your phone, and then they give you feedback, mm-hmm. and that's something that a local government is doing. So I, I would say that that, to me, highlights that there really isn't an excuse for big companies uh, who have better engagement with their customers.
1: Yep, yeah, totally. I think Boston does the same thing. Yeah. They, 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 even, they even look at their database of speed bumps to make sure that the bump that you know, they just uh, found you going over isn't a speed bump.
0: <laughs> That's right. So you reported a, b- a bad yeah. road, and it's actually intended to be a bad road, then exactly. they'll ignore that one.
1: I, should, I think they even track whether you're going over a bump and they, they don't need you to report anything. Oh, They're just tracking the data. And when they see that you go through a bump, they look at whether this was a speed bump. And if not, um, it's a pothole. And actually, they have, they've shown that the, the number of, or the share of potholes that is being repaired in 48 hours went from 48% to 92% in Boston. Wow. After this was introduced. Yeah, super cool.
2: Considering the uh, quality of Somerville Roads, I don't think they have this. Yeah, I neither. <laughs> either.
0: <laughs>
1: I bet there's this one thing else, because you asked about the future, right? So there, there are many ways now that... Um, offline things are being connected, right? Think about the connected car, the sensors in there, and think about the Amazon Dash button, for example. Um, I don't know if you've heard about that, but there, No. It's, it's, it's a button that you put, uh, that you can put, for example, on your washing machine. And then whenever you fill your, you know, your washing machine, you realize you're out of laundry detergent. You click that button, and it orders from Amazon for you. So it's a oh, way to I get see. Amazon embedded, right? But just imagine this, if this could be a feedback button it would make your offline appliances um, available to give feedback on. And there are a lot of things that I would like to tell Samsung about my washing machine display because it's ridiculous. <laughs> but, I, but I don't, right, because nobody asks me about that. And that's one of those um, blind spots of, of customer feedback, of voice of customers, often that interaction with a product that doesn't, happen as part of an interaction that you can you know, trigger a survey based on. Because often we have an interaction-based survey that you trigger after a phone call, after a website right. visit. But just driving a car, using a washing machine, that's not covered by that. And um, that's also one of the developments I think is very interesting. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come more and more to have those kind of offline things connected and um, hopefully even being able to give feedback on them.
0: Great. So um, what would you recommend to... CX professionals and and their colleagues at their companies, what should they do next uh, to move even further beyond surveys?
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the biggest problem is that there are just so many options to do that. The first clear step is that I think right now there are so many surveys that are not actually being used. The first step would be for me to throw out all the survey questions. And I know it sounds like a little bit of a, yeah, we can't do that because all of the stakeholders depend on the metrics. But we've seen this work in other situations. You just take it away from them and you only give it back if they shout. <laughs> so that's the first thing. I like and, that. And we know Pitney Bose, for example, has said, you know, if there's no owner for a metric, we're not going to measure it anymore. Uh, so that's the first thing. But the second thing is also to be deliberate on how you modernize your measurement toolbox Just think about your customer life cycle, your customer journeys, and then look at what type of information are you getting currently, and how well does this help you actually measure perceptions and leading indicators of perceptions of customer experience. And then look along that cycle, which of the tools that we just talked about could help and where you can can use them.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you, Maxie, for joining us uh, again on uh, the CXCast to talk about your new report, Beyond Surveys, New Tools for More Effective Customer Experience Measurement. Uh, For our listeners, uh, that report is available on the Forrester website, and we'll post a link to it in the show notes for this podcast episode. Thank you for joining us this week, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's CX Cast. We'll post links to the reports we mentioned in the show notes for this podcast. And if you have questions or suggestions, please contact me at sstern at forester.com. And remember, your customers' perception is your CX reality. <laughs>